You're listening to the Chapel Students Podcast. Ho, ho. Welcome back. It is Christmas time. You have reached episode five of the Chapel Students Podcast. Welcome back. Merry Christmas to you. We've got an excellent episode lined up today, and we have the one, the only, Emma Whitaker in the studio with us today. Thanks for being here. How are you doing? Oh, KJ, I'm doing great. It is an honor to be here. Do you want to say hello to everyone who's listening? Wow. Hey, Chapel students and everyone else who's listening. Wow. I wonder where else anyone else could be listening to this from. It's probably just my little brother in Northern Virginia, but... It could be anywhere. I've heard, actually, um, the Chapel Collective has a bunch of listeners in Zambia. Really? Mm-hmm. That, Zambia? How yeah. did they find us? I have no idea, but... The wonders of the internet. Hello, Zambians. Hello, Zambians. Thanks for joining us. Wow. If anyone in Zambia is listening to the Chapel Students Podcast, I will mail you a t-shirt, <laughs> but you got to find a way to let us know that you're doing it, and then we'll try and get one out to you. That is awesome. Great. Wow. Well, hey, it is Christmas time. We are in the thick of it. December is like almost halfway over. Can you believe that? 2021 is almost done. That blows my mind. This fall has flown by. You know, something I've been thinking about too is uh, Christmas comes once a year, but there's like so much. We were talking about it at Motion the other day. Like there's so much anticipation for it and then it's just over. And then that week between Christmas and New Year's is (laughs) such a letdown. You just stay in pajamas, eat snacks and just do nothing for like days. Yeah, it's it's like a full-on reset before the new year. Did you do any Black Friday shopping? I didn't. Black Friday shopping kind of scares me, I'm not going to lie. Have you ever gone to like, you know, wait in line at Best Buy or anything like that? I have literally never been in person to wow. go Black Friday shopping. I've done online before, but I normally end up buying something dumb that I don't need. Like the last thing I bought was this ukulele. Everyone needs a ukulele. I guess. I never I never learned how to play it. I gave it to my sister. Oh, you got it and then still never learned how to play oh, yeah. it and you gave it away. Well, I didn't I didn't really. I mean, ukuleles are great, but I had I didn't actually want to learn the ukulele. I just saw, "Oh, this is a good deal." And then I bought it. Wow. I the last time I went anywhere for Black Friday, I went and got a PS4. Well, I started looking around for a PS4, couldn't find one, and then I found a guy on Facebook Marketplace selling it, and I found him legitimately. You can ask Emma Julian. We met him in a dark alley in a part of in Manchester, Richmond, and like there were no street lights or anything, and I was like, "Stay in the car. I'm gonna like deal this thing." And we met on a street corner, and he gave me a Spider-Man bundle PS4 with the game, and it was amazing. Yeah, that feels right for Facebook Marketplace. That's on that's on brand. <laughs> yeah, it was amazing. Did um did you get any gifts for like are you still trying to get any gifts for people now or have you finished all your shopping? No, I definitely still need to get some gifts. I I have You know a, Christmas is in like a week. Oh, I oh, I'm aware. Okay. I know. Uh I I come from a big family and we are still doing the thing where everybody gets everybody a present. Um and so I've I've locked down I think 3 of my 4 siblings. But my parents, honestly, I have not, I've not shopped for yet. But they feel like the most important ones. So, how many siblings do you have? I have four. Wow, I've got. There's seven of me. Or <laughs> let me say that differently. <laughs> I am one of seven. <laughs> so it's it's a challenge to get gifts for everybody. What is? Do you have any gift giving advice for any students who are like, uh, oh 
oh no, how do I get a gift for my parents? What do I do? Or like, do you have any like, oh, I did this one year and it was a huge hit. Um, so I will say this gift, gift giving is not my strength. It's not, it's not high on my love language list. I've never been great at it. So I'm always a little stressed about this. Um, but I have found this sometimes, um, an experience is better Mm. than like an item, if that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. There are, there are some people, you know, friends and family of mine who some of them I know exactly what thing they want. And then some of them I'm like, I actually just think they would really enjoy getting to go to this place or getting to go do this thing. Like skydiving Um, or riding around in a NASCAR at the racetrack. Yeah, exactly. Something like that. Or, you know, just taking your parents out to dinner. I think parents often want quality time with their kids and that's something they don't get often. So um, I I tend to lean towards actually experience gifts than than tangible ones. Here's a hack that I learned or that I thought of. I don't know if I saw it online or what, but throughout the year I made like a note on my phone that's just called like gift ideas. And when I hear that's someone good. mention something like, oh man, I could, I really could use this thing. Or if there was ever like a really fun inside joke that happened between me and my friends, then when Christmas time comes around, I remember that I can go back and look for that thing and then just get them like a funny, like, whoa, you were paying attention or, wow, I didn't, I didn't think you were really, that you really were listening to that thing. But then you, but then you really show up with this awesome thing that they mentioned five months ago and you're like, oh yeah, like Merry Christmas. (laughs) Like that's a really cool intentional thing. Definitely. Or just go to Tool World at Lowe's and just get mom or dad anything from Tool World. <laughs> That's always like a, there's always all these stocking stuffer things in there. Parents want such practical things. Yeah, probably nothing from Tool World. Okay, do you have a favorite Christmas memory? We have a real episode lined up, by the way, but I just want to hear all, <laughs> I just want to pick your brain of like Christmas stuff. Do you have a favorite Christmas memory? Gosh, a favorite Christmas I know, that's a, that's a big question. That is a big, a big question. Um, honestly, the first thing that came to mind was uh, when I was in seventh grade, um, I had been asking my parents all year for a drum set. Um, and my dad was playing it cool, um, but I was like really hopeful. And so I wake up on Christmas morning and I come downstairs and there was like nothing drum set sized under the tree. And so I was very disappointed well, because also if they wrapped drum set like it's, a drum set, it's, it's very obvious. obvious. <laughs> yeah, right. You, but you there, just put wrapping paper around a, the whole drum kit. You're like, I know what this is. That's kind of what I expected, to be honest. But there wasn't even like a big box or anything. It was just like a bunch of little things. So I was like, oh, I didn't get it this year. Until I opened this one box and there was just one symbol in there. And my brain immediately thinks, oh, no, I'm only going to get one piece of a drum set a or year. Or they thought you were going to play the crash symbols like in band. Oh, but there's only one. To, yeah, so there's they just, just misunderstood one. They misunderstood the assignment. Yeah, no, I was just convinced. I was like, I'm only going to get one piece of this drum set a year. It's going to take me the next seven years. You're going to have to build it. I'm gonna, yeah, it's going to be a long game. Um, and I was visibly confused. And so my dad said, just, I bet they loved that. Oh, I, they were, they were loving it. And my dad tells me to just go downstairs and check the basement. And so I was like, what? <sighs> Secret and I, basement gift. Like holding back tears. And then I <laughs> run downstairs and it was all set up in the basement, just missing oh. the one symbol. Um, so that was, that was a really good Christmas. Did you memory. bring it down with you or did you have to run back up with all your excitement? No, I, I brought it with me. Hugging my little. What if they totally inch. tricked you and then they were like, go check the basement? And there wasn't a drum set, there was just a bike. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> or like a. <laughs> there's, there's just a note that 
says patience on it. Oh, that would be terrible. <laughs> I got my first drum set for Christmas 20 years ago this year. That what? was like awesome too. Same sort of thing. It was set up in the music room. Yep. And there were, it was one of those like parents love the whole check the other room game. Oh, They're yeah. always like, oh, you think that's it? They love Go to disappoint to the... you for a second and then just blow your mind. Yeah, they always say like they pull out the the room card. They're like, oh, well, have you checked the blank room? Go over there, and then you go, and then there was, man, a pearl drum set, black, awesome, just ready to rock and roll, what? and I just made so much just annoying sounds on Christmas playing drums. Like, when you don't know how to play, oh, everyone yeah, around rough. you is so graceful because it's, like, not even music. It's always just noise, but you hear the music in your head as a drummer. No, it just, it just sounds like you're falling down the stairs over and over again. Yeah, it sounds like you just emptied out the pots cabinet and just tossed <laughs> them into the street. Yeah, so I got that, and um, that was cool. And I was sharing with the middle schoolers at a house party last week that I got... I remember when I got my first skateboard. That was really cool. My parents got me a skateboard. I still have it. My very first one, and uh, it was a Veriflex board, and I just remember taking it out into the street... And it was a really nice Christmas day that day, and I just skated around in the street like all day, and it was awesome. That is awesome. Do you have any favorite family Christmas traditions? We do, we don't do a ton, but there's one tradition that I I don't know if we'll ever let go of, which concerns me a little. But um, my my mom loves full family matching pajamas. Man, people do that. People do that. Yeah, and, it's and, crazy. And. We get a different set every single year, um, and the dogs are included, too. They hate it, but the dogs are included. Are in... you the person I just saw on social put, like, booties on no, their no, dog no. while my, they were running around? My dogs don't wear shoes, but they do wear pajamas. Okay. So, yeah, so every year we get an entirely new set of pajamas to wear, you know, just for the one night. But And you never wear it again. I, I don't I'm I'm not a big like pajama set person. I would rather just wear shorts and a t shirt to bed. I get it. But I yeah, we, we go all out um every single year. I've just got I've got a, an entire drawer full of different pajama sets. If you are a family that does Christmas and here's another thing. I say pajama. You say pajama. I say pajama. I know. So we're <laughs> so it's just, you're gonna hear both. But if you are a family that wears Christmas pajamas I have never done that, but I love seeing your You've pictures. You've never done that? We never did that. Wow. Probably because it would have cost like, a four, that probably would have been all we got. Because if, <laughs> if there's seven of us, you have to buy matching PJs for yeah. seven people. It's just like, you got to take out a loan for that. Yeah, it's it's an endeavor. I always, man, I've never, I don't know if I've ever seen the people wear with the dog wearing it, but that is oh, commitment. I can find a picture. I realize podcasts you can't see these things, so no. I guess if you if you really want to see, just find me somewhere and I'll show you. Yeah, and I was like gonna say if you're a if you wear Christmas PJs, leave us a comment. But I don't even know where or how they do that. But if you find a way, let us know <laughs> if you or if you're in Zambia and you wear Christmas PJs, <laughs> let us know and we'll send you a T-shirt. We'll send you we'll send you Christmas we'll PJs. We'll send you your own pajamas. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's what we'll do. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, we're moving into the the actual content of this podcast. Great. Um, but before we do, I can't, I, we can't go on without talking about Motion Night. Oh, Merry yeah. Motion. It was, it was awesome. It motion was. Night was a lot of fun. And uh, 
we had a special guest appearance yeah, it was from me. the one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you were there. That's right. Thanks for visiting us from Scott's oh, edition. Happy to be there. We loved having you. But no, the real guest of honor. The real guest of honor was Rivers. Rivers, <laughs> Rivers Taylor. Bringing the word on peace, he he gave an awesome message on the calm in the chaos. Yeah, that was really good. That was just so timely with Christmas season being so chaotic, especially like COVID Christmas chaos, like triple C, you could just get hit with it. And then, man, just seeing how the Lord brings peace and calmness even in the midst of all that is just was just really encouraging. Yeah, absolutely. And, And then... Even under that, the next special guest, we had the one, the only Santa Claus coming out. And uh, man, it was just such a treat to have him visit us and there's, take There's pictures. nothing better than getting hit in the face by a Christmas cake thrown no. at you by Santa. That's right. And we don't actually mean like a three-layer cake or a sheet cake. Santa didn't just throw like a whole baked cake off the stage. Yeah, that's next motion night. He, th- <laughs> he threw a little Debbie Christmas tree cake, which you can't beat those. There's something about they're, them. They're, I don't know what it is, but those things are on another level. Straight from the North Pole, Mrs. Claus bakes Christmas tree cakes <laughs> with little Debbie, and she just made it rain Debbie. Christmas tree cakes last night, and we loved it. So thanks to Santa for giving us another special night out of the year. But... To the point now, I wanted to have you join us on the pod today because Chapel Collective, which if you don't know is the name of our worship team, and they just released a Christmas EP, which you had such a huge part in making happen. Yeah, yeah, it was was a long time coming, and I I forgot that (laughs) I've known about this for months, and most of you have only known about it for like three weeks um, because it's just been my whole life for the last couple months. When did you start working on this? Like you got to, I'm going to guess August. Yeah. I think I was handed the project somewhere. It might've been early September, honestly. Wow. It was, um, yeah, it was earlier in the fall. It was probably a little later than we could have started, but, um, yeah, still a couple months in advance. That's awesome. And you, uh, tell us about it. So tell us like, you know, it's out now it's on all streaming platforms. Where can you listen to it? So you can listen to it on, I think, pretty much every streaming platform, but Spotify, Apple Music, it's on iTunes, Amazon Music, YouTube. Wow. Uh, so it really... I think Pandora, if anybody's still out there listening to Pandora. Oh, R.I.P. Pandora. You can shuffle your Christian worship station, and we might show up on that. That Again, if that happens to you, we'll send you a t-shirt. If you are using Pandora and you somehow come across our album, that is amazing. And this podcast. And this, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's so true. Uh and so we, how many songs are on it? How many tracks? Um, so we released one as a single um, right after Thanksgiving, and then the EP has five tracks on it. Wow. Okay. And this is, we've only released one, or maybe, mm-hmm. yeah, like one other actual album is Chap- yeah. Chapel Collective. So this is the first Christmas EP. Yeah, this is our first Christmas album. It's also our our first um, in-studio album. So wow. the, the last one we released... Um, songs that carried us was a live album so that was really just um pulled recordings from services that we've done so this was our first you know produced in studio album amazing well i thought it would be really cool to walk through it maybe you could tell us some fun facts about the album or anything that like stands out to you or that you know people might be listening to it or have it on repeat while they're opening their gifts on christmas or 
uh, you know, maybe when they have a Christmas party, their parents might have it on in their house and they hear it and they might recognize some people, but they might not know any of the behind the scenes. Sure. I thought it'd be cool to maybe walk through track by track and give just like a little snippet about it and maybe share some information that people, the average listener may not know. Yeah. No, I'd be happy to do that. So, and there are some students on this album, correct? Yeah. Yeah, uh, two of my students from Scott's Edition. Wow, we're on uh, we're on this album. That is really cool. Yeah, it's awesome. I, I want to thank you for incorporating students onto the whole project because I think that's just really neat. It just shows again how our church supports students, believes in youth, and wants to empower them to be a part of everything that's going on. Not just sure. okay, you guys are in youth group, so you guys stay over there in the corner. It's like we're all in it together, one team, one dream. Yeah, absolutely. All right. That's really, really cool. So let's work through uh, the first song. Why don't we play a couple seconds of that? Uh, You want to tell them which one it is? The single? Yeah, the single. So the single is Go Tell It on the Mountain. Okay. Why don't we play a snippet of that and then uh, we'll talk about it. Yeah, yeah. Go tell it on the mountain that Jesus Christ is born. Wow, that is a very country song. <laughs> oh yeah, it uh, deviated far from our usual style and the original plan. I feel like um, that's the most fun fact about it was that that was the one that turned out the least like I thought it was going to turn out, but in the best way. It's so good. It's so fun. It took a hard left turn towards Nashville. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and it never came back. It went straight to Dollywood. (laughs) (laughs) Rumor has it that it is still there. (laughs) Yeah, Dolly Parton picked it up and she's got it now. Um, I love, one of my favorite parts of this song is the very end when Bo is on guitar (laughs) and he somehow turns it into Jingle Bells at the very end with the tail end little twang. Bo is incredible. And he, I mean, that song sounds like that because I think any song you do will end up sounding like the musicians that are on that track. Mm. Um, And so Hunter was was our vocal lead and he's got a little bit of that, you know, where's he? He's from Botetot. Yeah, Botetot. That doesn't 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 tell you. Uh, So he's got a little bit of that country influence. And then Bo, our electric player, um, lived in Nashville for years and does professional music in Nashville. Um, and so that's just his style all the way. And, uh, yeah, he's, he's super clever. And he just he threw in um, that Jingle Bells outro as a joke. Um, but as soon as we finished that recording, I was like, we have, we have to keep that. We, you can't get rid of that. So I played drums on that song, and I remember when we were recording it that Bo did that as just a goofy thing. And then when, we, when the track ended, we, lo- we all looked at him and we were like, what are you doing? You've got to do that. Oh, That's yeah. that has to stay. And Absolutely. so I'm so glad that you guys kept that because it was like so It just it brings character to the song, That's you know. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. It did. Wow. Okay. So that was the single and it was released mm-hmm. as a single cuz it's unlike like the most or the rest of the album in yeah. many ways. Yeah, the original plan was to have um all six songs on that EP. Um but we we finished all of them. It, basically, what we, what we wanted to do in the creative process was not force any song to be something specific, but sure. really, um, I mean, I, I told all the musicians, I kind of gave them, I called it just like a pie shell. Like, here's an idea, now you guys just bring in the filling, and we'll see how it turns out. I love um, that. And so that song 
went a different way than we wanted it. Or not that we wanted it to, but then just that we, that we thought it would go. Um, and loved the way it turned out. But it would just ended up so far from the style of how the other ones turned out um, that it really just needed to be its own thing. Mm. So that's what we did. It was a very wise move. But it, it's so good. It It's so good. I thought it was perfect to release that way because then it just says, hey, everyone, we've got something coming. Like, be excited. If you think this is cool, you're going to love what's coming next. Right. And it And it did that exact thing. Yeah. Okay, so now the album is out. Mm-hmm. Track one, what is track one on the album? So track one is Angels We Have Heard On High. Okay. And uh, Sydney is singing that one. You guys saw her at Motion Night last night. But uh, yeah, Sydney is the vocal lead on that one. All right, let's take a listen to a snippet of that, and we'll come back. I love that song. That one? Is so groovy. I love it. It's, it's got such a good vibe to it. Like it's it just, feels it's just, just like vibey. jazzy disco kind of feel. You know that um, that cat meme? It's that white cat and he's just like head bobbing. Yes, I, that's the how one I feel. that they always do to the Home Depot song. Yeah, and he's, yeah. He's just jamming. That's how I feel about this song. That is so accurate. I love that. Yeah, it sh- <laughs> and Sydney crushed it. Oh yeah. I so when I was when I was thinking about this song, um, I I. Uh, when we were in the early stages of producing this and I was thinking through arrangements, I, I landed on basically what I called an inspiration song for each of these, mm. um, which was just a song that I know from somewhere um, that I was like, okay, I really like this vibe and I think that this could turn into a Christmas song in some way. And so this song, this song's inspiration track was this great song by the Jackson 5 called Blame It on the Boogie which mm. is just, a, it's got that kind of like vibe. It's got that head bobby kind of sound. Um, and obviously, Angels We've Heard on High didn't turn out disco, but it gives you just that like easy listening, like good time yes. kind of sound to it. I remember, so I played drums on this one too, and this was my last one. Josh called me and was like, hey, let's talk drums. And I was like, that's great. I would love to. Uh, I've always wanted to do a song that plays the same beat through the whole song I've always I've never had an opportunity to do that but when I heard you send me the demo of this I said this could be a song where that could happen you sent like a scratch drum thing and I was like we should do something like this and then just loop it and repeat it for sure and it there's something about songs as a drummer where I hear a cool beat that's done over and over and over and over again that just it's so simple that it works right and it doesn't need to be complex or crazy or anything totally. but then it just the beauty of it is the fact that it's just the same thing and it works in every aspect oh, yeah. of verse chorus bridge whatever and yep. it's just so then when we went into the studio that was my thought behind it was i just want to do this thing that just goes through the whole thing and it ended up i don't i didn't hear after i laid down the track i didn't know how it would go until I heard it and I just loved it. Yeah. There's 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 something really great at just about it like a simple repetitive song. Um and that song I think really really does it right. Now who you want to tell everyone who worked on this uh album uh and who produced it and or mixed it, mastered it, all that because yeah. he was a wizard 
on the computer and making it just sound oh, yeah. so good. Let me tell you guys about Josh Scalero. Um, he has a production company now called Scalero Productions, LTD. I don't know what the LTD means, but it's business related. That's right. And it means he's official. Um, but no, jo- Josh is just like the best, the best producer you could work with. He's so talented um, as a musician, as a producer. He's a he serves on our worship team here and our sound team. Um, so he knows everybody, which is a, a really great thing. I th- it's it's so great to have a, a good relationship with your producer. Yes. Because um, you spend hours and hours in like a dark little studio together listening to the same. You and know, when someone understands how you play and what you're looking for yep. and what their vision is, when they link, when that just matches, it right. makes everything flow so much easier. Absolutely. And the times that I was in the studio, I just felt that with Josh. Like yeah. I felt. And he's like, he's so patient and he explains things so clearly. Yes. Um, and he's just, he's just always in a good mood about it too. And that really helps keep things light and going. Yeah. You're not just like. And that's the amazing thing. You're not in like a studio with a stranger who isn't connected to the project. Mm -hmm. Josh is invested in the project because he's a part of it too. So he wants it to sound just as good as you do. Absolutely. And when that works out, that's a win. He nailed it. Yeah. No, 100%. He was the best. Cannot recommend him. And shout out to his wife, Beth, um, because we were recording out of the studio in their home. And Beth always had tea and snacks mm. and would open up the living room yep. if you needed to just sit and take a break. Um, so their whole family, we couldn't have done it without them. Yeah, you guys are the real MVPs. Thank you guys so much, Josh and Beth. We love you. Um, all right, want to do track two now? Absolutely. All right, what is track two? So track two is called Seasons. Uh, so this one is originally by Hillsong Worship from their Peace Project album. Um, but we wanted to take it and put a little bit of our own our own spin on it. Okay, seasons, roll it. Dusty can sing so right? high. He has an inc- like a crazy range. It's cra- well, what blows my mind is homeboy's six four. He's he is like a he's a big marine. Yeah, he's a big dude. And then the first time I heard him sing, I was like, "Whoa, dude, you're singing what I sing! Like this is insane." He's got a crazy cool voice. Yeah, that song is one of my favorites on the album because it's it's just different. And I feel like it's something that you can relate to when you listen to it. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's like. It's like barely Christmas, if you know what I mean. Yes. But 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 it is a Christmas song. It's confusing how it works. But yeah, it's it's the lyrics are amazing. The song is amazing. This um, song makes me think. This song makes me. How do I say this? Uh, the album cover feels mm-hmm. like it's tied in perfectly with this song. Yeah. Uh, and huge shout out to Emma Julian. Absolutely. Uh, designing, creating, envisioning the album cover uh, because it's a Christmas album, but it also feels just like a winter album. Yeah, yeah. And this song solidifies right. that in my mind. And then it's so cool that you can see that visually through the album art, like represented through that. I see that just being totally connected. Yeah, no, that's that's right. I sent um, Emma J all of the the tracks and she sent me back the album art 
and I was like, yep, that's that's exactly what it is. It's not like a red and green Christmas. No. It's and she described it really well. Just it's like it's wintry and it's like an evening album. I don't know why that makes so much sense. It makes so much sense when does. you listen to it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. No, but but fun fact about seasons. Um when we went in to record vocals um for De- hopefully Dusty doesn't care that I'm sharing this cuz I I think it's so funny. He won't care. He takes so okay every vocalist has their own little thing that they do whatever works best for their voice for their for their body to like help them be in their best shape to sing so some people do tea some people do like lemon water you know whatever um i've heard red bull i've heard (laughs) room temperature coke before stuff like that it's gross dusty takes a shot of pickle juice Wow, no way. Yeah, I he walked into the kitchen and walked back out with a jar of pickles. And I was just like, <laughs> okay. It probably clears you out a little bit, maybe. I don't know what happens. I couldn't do it. Salt for days. Yeah, he just he, he drinks the pickle juice. And you know what? If pickle juice makes you sound like he does on that track, then maybe I'll try pickle juice. Vlasic keeps it classic. Oh my gosh. On the track. <laughs> maybe. Who knows? <laughs> I'll reach out to the guys at Vlasic, see if they want to oh sponsor this podcast. Maybe. Who knows? All right. Great. Well, that's Seasons. Yeah. Excellent song. And that's now we're in the we're in the middle, right? That's we're in the middle. track three. Yeah. Yeah. So, so track now three. We're we're rounding out the end here. Track four. Oh, no, is... we've only done the first two. We're on three now. Oh. Okay. No, that's that's track three. We're on track three. No, yeah. Oh, you're counting Go Tell It on the Mountain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. We did go to go tell then it. I guess we're on four, but there's three more. Whatever. Which <laughs> one is next? Just tell us which one is next. Uh, I hope that stays in the podcast. So the next track is O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. Okay. O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. Anything you want to say about this one before we listen to it? Um, It is beautiful. Okay. That's all I have to say on that. All right. Listen to a little piece of the beauty that is O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. I love that. Oh yeah, that's such a good song, a classic Christmas it's, it's song. It's like a, it's like a spooky Christmas song. Yeah, and I love it. Who sang this? So that is my good friend Christina. Christina, um, who is a she's a leader at Chapel Students at Scott's Edition. Okay, um, and one of our main worship leaders. And who were there any students on this one? Yeah, so this track uh, featured the Godzilla Boys. Uh, so Nate Godzilla, who I think is. He was 13 when we recorded this. I believe he's turning 14 any day now. He was on bass, wow. and then his older brother Sam was on drums. Unreal. Dude, this this is so good. Yeah, no, this this track, um, I've always loved this song. I've always loved it. It's just beautiful and like a little eerie and kind of, but for whatever reason, it just really does it. I think it, um, I think it captures what Christmas really was when Christ was born. Because if you think about it, I mean, the Israels were coming, the, the Israelites were coming out of 400 years of just silence mm. from God and, and oppression um, by the Roman Empire. And we're waiting for Emmanuel, you know, God with us. 
like Rivers was saying at Motion last night, God with us, this Savior who'd be coming. Um, and so I feel like that just kind of like it's the only song on our on our EP and written in a minor key. And so it's just got that that feeling to it. But yeah, I mean the the Gods of Boys came in um, and just brought this this really really strong feel to the end of the song. And, and Christina has this one moment in like the last minute where she's got this growl into rejoice, and it's just like oh, it's such a good track. I love the way it turned out. Wow, that that song is so um, what's the. I can't think of the word. It kind of just like, it's a, it's a somber song, but yeah. also like, it's almost like a cry of your heart being like, oh, come, oh, come, mm-hmm. Emmanuel, like, please get here. Like, we need you desperately. Yeah. It's, it's like a, it's a pleading. Yes. You know? yeah, yeah. It's like a pleading with God, like, please deliver us, like mm-hmm. answer our prayers. And it's captured in a very, like, it's Christmas, but it almost, yeah, like you said, spooky, but so strong like lyrically yeah. it's a strong song and you yeah. can really feel like you got to bring it when you do it and christina does that oh, she yeah. just brought it i she so that was the um when i was building our track list uh that was the first song that i connected to a singer like immediately mm. when i knew we were gonna do that song i i was just like yeah christina's gonna sing that one mm. i love that okay moving on We've yeah, we got, got two more. Two more. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is next on the album? So the next one is a song called Prince of Heaven, which okay. is a, a little more unknown, um, but it's a great song. Prince of Heaven. Now, you sing this song, right? I do. I do You're on this song. song. Okay. Let's listen to our special guest, Emma Whitaker, on Prince of Heaven. Emma Whitaker, you nailed it. Oh, you nailed you. it. And not just I'm not just saying that cuz you're sitting in here with me, but you've done this song live before on Christmas Eve. Yeah. And I've had the opportunity, privilege, honor to see you do that like 6 7 times in one <laughs> night, like just over and over again. Like I feel like this is your song. Like you know this song and are so good at it. I'm so yeah. glad it made it onto the album. Like even though you picked the album sort of like you helped work on it or I don't even know who picked the songs but I'm so glad this made it on because it it's so good yeah no it's it's a great song I appreciate that yeah so um as far as choosing songs goes this was when I was handed the project this was the only song I was told had to be on okay. the EP. See, I didn't even know that. Yeah. That's why you're here, to give us the no, fun pa- facts. Pastor Joel was like, hey, we're going to do a Christmas EP. Um, you have to do Prince of Heaven. Mm. <laughs> and from there, he was like, you, you know, whatever else you want to do, great. Uh, wow. So this was like the prerequisite to doing the, the EP. Um, but yeah, I've done it a few times. I did it live for our Christmas Eve services in 2019. And then I, I uh, did a stripped down recorded version in 2020 for Church From Home. Um, and oh, so this yeah. was my third year doing Prince of wow. Heaven. And honestly, it's such a good song that I'm not tired of it. Um, it, it is a very narrative song in that 
every verse just takes you through this story of of Jesus and of creation and of salvation. Um, mm. I think that's what I like most about it is that first verse um, talks about spot. this time pre pre-Christ, right? Earth and shadows restlessly hold, labors waiting in silent hope. So it just talks about the creation waiting for a savior. And then the next verse talks about uh, the baby in the manger. Mm. Um, the third verse talks about Jesus's rise to, you know, adulthood and, and um, you know, gathering followers because he is Christ. And then the last verse um, says, and we can know him, this Prince of Peace. Mm. Right. In light of mercy, right. confess your sins and lay your burdens at Jesus feet. I always love that line because I, I truly love that verse because it feels like it has nothing to do with Christmas, but it has everything to do with Christmas because it's it's wrapped up in like the whole point of Jesus coming is we can know him. Right. And and that one fact just blows my like that is what it's all about. That blows my mind. Right. And that just reminds me like. When I hear that line, truly, I'm not even making this up on the spot. When I hear that line, I'm always like, oh, thank thank you, Lord. We can know you. And it just helps me remember, like, I don't know, I almost do a self-inventory of, like, my life in that moment being like, am I close to the Lord right now? Do I feel mm-hmm. far away from him? Regardless, you can know him, KJ, yeah. and you can draw closer to him, and he He desires to have a relationship with you. Yeah, I th- I think that song brings Christmas to right now. You know, like I think Christmas songs can talk a lot about the birth of Christ, which is great because that's what we're celebrating. Um, but it can feel like something in the past. And I, I think that song reminds you that Christmas didn't just happen 2000 years ago. Christmas Such a good point. is happening now every single day. Yeah. And it's something that we can and should participate in. One of my favorite things about that song is the scale or like the downward uh, for for non-music people it's yeah it feels like that part feels so wholesome and so complete because it sounds like a staircase if you imagine the first note being the top by the time it ends you've gotten to the bottom of the stairs so it's like and for some reason it's so christmasy yes oh (laughs) i don't know why those notes are christmasy but they are it is perfect yeah it's really uh, that is one of the strongest points, and so I'm glad it happens like two or three times in the song because I, I look forward to that part. Now, are we doing that? Will that be at Christmas Eve? I think Eve? this is my first Christmas Eve not doing this song in no. a few years. <laughs> oh, <laughs> man, so you better After get your all this repeats in now. No, but I will tell you this, and maybe this is top secret, but I don't I don't care. Um, we will be doing Seasons oh yes so that's why you're here giving us the juicy deets top secret i won't say that ever again i know (laughs) i know now not to do that um wow okay and so now we are on the the final track the final track final track yep tell us about it it is the first noel which is a classic. The first Noel, okay. Mm-hmm. And my good friend Ricky is singing on this one. Ricky is on this song. I love it. It rounds out the album, takes yeah. us home, it's a good wraps it all song. up. It's the bow on the album. Let's listen to this one and we hope you enjoy it.
So I tell Ricky this all the time. I have been so impressed with how, like, I remember him. There's not really many male vocalists, unless you're playing a guitar or keys, maybe. There's not really many male vocalists on a Sunday. Right. And I think that there needs to be more. And so I'm so glad, A, Ricky stepped up to that. And then, B, from when Ricky started singing and I see him on on stage on a Sunday and, like, learning how it works and understanding the ropes of it, like, feeling kind of like, there's a lot of people here and I'm very timid. But now... When I see Ricky on a Sunday, he is going after it, oh, yeah. and he's so confident, and he's so into it, and and not like he didn't have the heart before, but just like you see now a total transformation, and he's so yeah, comfortable he's and loves worshiping the Lord on stage, and he's so good. This yeah. track was perfect for Absolutely. him. Absolutely. And he this was his first time ever in a recording studio. What? Any sort of recording situation. Yeah, he'd never done it before. Oh, my word. Um, and he crushed it. That is so, I didn't know that. Yeah. I would have never known that. Yep. That's really, really cool. Oh. That makes it even better. I know. I know, and it's so good. Oh. It's so good. Yeah, I, so I with this one, I think a lot of these songs, I mean, kind of like what we said earlier, they're, they're wintry, but they're not super classic Christmas kind of songs, and so I wanted one on this album that had a very traditional classic Christmas feel, and so this song was it. Um, you know, like putting it in three four, which for non musicians, that's a very old school kind of time signature. Yes. Um, but to but to leave it like that, just do it kind of simple, um, and buy the book, and and so that's that's kind of what we did. Um, but then I also I had this vision of, however the album ended, um, I wanted it to end in worship, and, and not to say that the other Christmas songs aren't worshipful. But just maybe, you know, Christmas is just a different vibe than what you would do on a Sunday morning. Um, and so that song ends, if you get all the way to the end, um, with a, an old hymn called Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus. Mm. And that just felt like a really fitting way to close the album. Um, because, I mean, at the end of the day, Jesus is Christmas. And so I, I just wanted to to end with something that almost just recenters you. Yeah, it was like a second, it was like a surprise gift. Yeah. Like when your parents, when all the gifts are done under the tree and they say, all right, so there's they, one more. Go, go check the other room. Or you got to look for the pickle in the tree. Yeah. I, we do that. <laughs> but when you find the, when you, yeah, Dusty <laughs> puts the pickle in the jar in yeah. the tree. But when you look for the second gift that's like hidden that you didn't know, right. that's what this other song that you added on. I'm so glad you did that because it's just like, but wait. There's more. And it was it's so special to have that there. Yeah. Man, the Christmas EP by the Chapel Collective, Emma Whitaker, thank you so much for giving us just all these extra little nuggets of information oh, of and spending time with us on the pod today. Happy to do it. I'm so glad you're here and I'm so glad we have this album. Listen, I know there's Christmas traditions that you have and things that you do uh, to make the season bright and to feel like you're totally in the Christmas spirit. Our hope for you is that you can add this album to that to your traditions list that you have this on and you know tell your friends or you you know listen to it when you're just low or trying to get excited about Christmas. This this album will do that. You play it front to back. You can't not be excited for the arrival of Christ. I, yeah. It's the best. Yeah. I love it. Thanks again for being here. Of hey, guys, Merry Christmas. Merry we Christmas. We are so 
looking forward to 2022, but we're so honored to just have had an incredible 2021 with you. There have been so many changes. We got so many new things, so many groups launched, so many students came to know Jesus and were saved this year. I mean, what an incredible year, all the things God did. We hope you have a very Merry Christmas with your family and friends. Enjoy your break from school. Make sure you just eat all the good things and watch Watch all the Christmas movie marathons. Wear the pajamas, as Emma would say. Hey, we will see you guys soon. Merry Christmas. In the meantime, don't forget to follow us on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Scott's edition is chapelstudents.sa. Midlow is at chapelstudents.midlow. We love you guys. Merry Christmas. And we'll see you next time. Merry Christmas. Later.